Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. This is your host, Christina Orlova. Here we will talk about all things OCD. For more information and to contact me with questions, you can go to www.coreresults.com. That's K-O-R-Results.com. Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. Today with me, I have two incredible guests, Bronwyn Schroyer, who is a licensed clinical social worker and owns a private practice focusing on providing evidence-based treatment to those with OCD and PTSD. Bronwyn is trained in inference-based CBT by the co-founder, Dr. Frederick Ardema, and is also an EMDR consultant in training, an EMDR certified therapist, and certified exposure response prevention clinician. Bronwyn is a co-founder of the OCD Training School and one of the first ICBT trainers in the U.S., In her advocacy work, Bronwyn uses her personal experience of overcoming both OCD and PTSD to encourage clinicians to have multiple tools to help their clients. She provides training in ICBT and consultation for EMDR and ICBT. You can see trainings and consultation information on her website and OCD Training School website, and those will be included in the show notes. We also have Dr. Caitlin Pinciotti, who is a licensed clinical psychologist and assistant professor in the Menninger Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Baylor College of Medicine. Dr. Pinciotti has an expertise in the assessment, conceptualization, and treatment of OCD, trauma, and PTSD, and a secondary interest in identifying and addressing mental health inequities in gender and sexual minorities. She has presented on these topics at regional, national, and international conferences and has published these topics in over 34 peer-reviewed scientific articles. Also, Dr. Pensiati is currently seeking participants who have experienced trauma to complete an online survey to better understand the overlap of OCD and trauma. If you're interested in participating in the research study, you can reference the show notes for the link. Welcome to the show. So um, today's topic and what we want to talk about is essentially OCD and PTSD. And I know that a lot of listeners can sometimes, people just, let's say, have a lot of different understanding about this. So I wanted to ask from each of you, um, the first question would be, you know, how does OCD develop in terms of, you know, how would OCD kind of impact that? Or like people might think, well, do you have to have trauma or PTSD to then have OCD? Right. So if we can maybe just address that basic question and whoever would like to start. I can start. Um, Yeah. First and foremost, thanks for having both of us. Um, And I'm glad we're starting at this point because um, neither end of the extreme answer would be correct here. So um, there are some people who develop OCD following trauma exposure. Um, and there are also a lot of people who develop OCD who have never experienced trauma or perhaps have experienced trauma, but it really doesn't seem to have anything to do with their OCD. Um, and so we know that there's, you know, a genetic component to OCD. Um, and we're starting to dig a little bit more into some of these Um, you know, psychosocial factors like trauma exposure, exposure to stressful life events um, that in some cases might lead to the onset or worsening of OCD, but certainly not in all cases. Wonderful. And Pranwan, what's, what do you think? Well, you know, Dr. Pinciotti's work has been really great to read. And um, she talks about static and dynamic presentations of OCD and PTSD together, where you're seeing that overlap of symptoms in some clients and in some not. Um, 
And so that's important to keep in mind, too, as we're just looking at the presentation. But as far as the onset goes, I know from my own lived experience, I was a trauma onset um, person with PTSD. And but I have many clients who don't have a trauma background. So we see both in clinical settings and in the research. Yeah, and I think that's actually an important point to make because exactly, I, th I think a lot of times I hear just folks saying things like, oh, CD must be coming out of trauma. But as you both just said, not necessarily. Um, well, with that, let's kind of go a little deeper to, can we talk a little bit about what are some of the presentations or the different ways that somebody might see OCD and PTSD? And Robert, you want to... You want to start? Sure. Yeah. So uh, in my practice, when, when I'm looking at trauma and OCD, some of those clients are going to come to me for PTSD. And then I'm going to end up finding OCD as well. Mm -hmm. And other times it's going to be reverse. Often pe when people are coming to see me specifically because I'm an OCD specialist, I'm usually getting the OCD first and then, and then I will find that there has been an adverse life experience somewhere or a traumatic event. Um, sometimes it's already resolved and it's not necessarily an active thing that someone needs treatment for. Um, but often when I'm doing, I, I typically do inference-based CBT. And often as I'm doing that, I'm uncovering, um, at, you know, events that have happened in someone's life that are still holding some weight for them. And I think we should probably dive into what exactly trauma and PTSD are. And I think Dr. Pensiotti is probably the right person to answer that. So I'll turn that over to her. You read my mind. I was just thinking that it, it's really important that we draw a distinction because a lot of times people use these terms interchangeably and they're not interchangeable. So trauma refers to an event um, that somebody is exposed to in some way. They can either experience it directly. They can witness it happening to someone else. They can learn that it happened to a close loved one or family member, or they can be exposed to details as part of their job. So like a 911 telecommunicator. Um, and it involves, um, you know, any sort of actual or threatened death, serious injury or sexual violence. So most people, we think at least half, if not up to 80, 90 percent of people will expose will be exposed to some sort of potentially traumatic event at some point in their life. Um, but we know that lifetime prevalence rates of PTSD hover around like seven to 10 percent. So what this means is that most people are resilient against trauma. Most people experience trauma or what events that could be traumatic um, and don't go on to develop PTSD. PTSD is a condition that can develop in some cases after trauma when there isn't that kind of natural recovery. So typically after trauma, people might have a spike in post-traumatic stress symptoms um, and there's usually a, a return to baseline. So PTSD occurs when, when there isn't that return to baseline. Um, and so again, trauma is the event. PTSD would be one condition that can be developed following trauma. But of course, you know, OCD can develop substance use, all sorts of other, other things. Wonderful. Yeah. And honestly, that was exactly the question I was going to have. And it's just, you both beautifully went right into that. Um, because exactly for that reason, I think the definition of trauma versus PTSD and kind of a follow-up question really is also about life stressors, because we, we can have just general, I think, normal life stress um, that may or may not be experienced as traumatic. Um, but again, I think it's important to define these things because there, there's a lot of people can kind of overlap and and sometimes kind of mis misrepresent or start to kind of blanketly say everything is traumatic 
uh, when it might be, no, it's just a normal kind of st- stressful life event. Um, or, oh my gosh, everything is PTSD. Well, no, that's not quite accurate either. Um, so if we're talking about OCD and PTSD, you know, OCD, we know can bring on feelings of shame, anxiety, guilt. Um, if we can talk a little bit about, um, I'd love to hear, and maybe we can start with you, Dr. Pinciotti, uh, the, the emotional landscape between that and PTSD, because both might present as anxious, both might present as, you know, being hypervigilant. So how would somebody listening know, or how would you define or kind of, or differentiate, I guess? Sure. Yeah. And this can be even more confusing when the symptoms develop or get worse after trauma. Um, there might be this tendency to think like, well, I experienced a trauma and I'm struggling with it. So that must mean that I have PTSD. Um, and, and maybe that's true. Maybe it's OCD. Maybe it's something else. And like you pointed out, there's s- substantial overlap on the surface between OCD and PTSD. Um, and I, I've done quite a bit of research in this area trying to figure out how can we piece apart these things. And I like to say sort of like find the seam like on a baseball and sort of separate like this is the OCD, this is the PTSD. Um, I think one of there, there are two things that I think are the primary overlapping symptoms, the intrusive thoughts, memories, urges, um, and the avoidance behaviors. And in terms of differentiating the intrusions, um, you know, first we can ask, you know, when did they onset? Um, with OCD, maybe these intrusions um, always existed even before trauma exposure. So that would be an indicator that the symptom might be related to OCD. Uh, what's the content of the intrusion? Is it related to a traumatic event? And is it a traumatic event that the person was actually exposed to? Or is it a fear that a traumatic event will happen? Um, and then, you know, once we do that, we can get into what are the emotions um, that these intrusions bring up? Is it more of that kind of anxiety, doubting, um, you know, need for certainty that we see with OCD? Or is it more of a, you know, trauma-related kind of distress um, or grief or, or maybe avoidance of that? Um, and then we can kind of go then into, you know, what are the behaviors that the person engages in uh, in order to, to try to cope with or suppress or avoid those intrusions? Um, I don't want to monopolize the time, so I'll I'll pause there and I won't get into the avoidance, Bronwyn, if there's anything that you want to add to that. No, I think that that's great. I, mean, I think it's really good for listeners to hear that overlap and um, really looking at the the function underneath these behaviors and, and is, is how we're going to end up finding out if this is more of a PTSD response versus an OCD response. And Bronwyn, if you don't mind... Um, and please feel free to say no, but, you know, I, I know you've shared openly that you've had some lived experience. Um, if it's possible, would you mind sharing a little bit of what that was like for you in terms of, you know, I'm sure people listening, you know, would probably resonate to hear something, um, again, only if you're comfortable. Sure. So my um, OCD onset was around age 15, um, and they thought my mom was going to have a terminal diagnosis. She's still alive and well. She, they were very wrong, and I'm so grateful. But that that event really set off. I mean, I thought my mom was going to die. And so they, it really set off a huge wave of OCD after that. And then over the course of my life, I've accumulated a few more um, traumatic events, a car accident that um, I walked away from miraculously somehow, and um, and a couple of other things that have happened in there that 
you know, as I was going through my therapy journey, it was really hard because my my need to control things um, was really hard to piece apart. Was this because of PTSD or was this because of my OCD? Uh, my OCD subtypes um, were all around contamination and scrupulosity um, and accidental harm. So I had this negligence piece to it. So you can see how when you have a negligence piece, it's your job to keep everybody safe and yourself safe. And then these events happen that prove that bad things do happen in the world. You can see that push pull of that. Uh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> it was a total nightmare. And so I got treatment for both things over time. And um, it was a back and forth thing. And I I ended up with a, a therapist who was amazing and wonderful and really helped me treat my PTSD. Um, and then I found inference-based CBT, and that took care of my my OCD eventually. But I have to wonder if I hadn't had my treatment for my PTSD stuff, how much that would have played into uh, would have been harder with my OCD treatment um, again when I got to the ICBT. So I was really I, I was grateful that I had already treated those things. Well, and you're also hitting on a topic right now that I think is also something that people sometimes wonder about, right, is treatment. Like, what what do you do? How do you address when you have both present? So I don't know if you could speak a little bit about that since we're touching on it. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm an EMDR practitioner. Um, I do use ERP and ICBT. I'm definitely lean heavier on the ICBT these days. That's just kind of my modality of choice. I find it works beautifully with PTSD, OCD, comorbid cases, just because of the setup of inference-based CBT and that we do look at the content for what's building those doubts around the OCD, you often see the personal experience category um, of that reasoning module, um, you start to hear the trauma stories come up. Well, these bad things happened to me here. And so now I'm worried that they're going to happen to me again in the future. And then my job is then to piece out, okay, well, are we having flashbacks to past events that still need to be addressed? And are we doing rituals that are more aimed at like a very definitive thing to neutralize a threat? Or and, and or, are the um, behaviors also linked into your OCD? And now we've got an obsessional doubt component that's, that may be being informed a little bit by that past um, trauma that took place and the PTSD that's developed, but we need to treat that differently than we need to treat the trauma. Thank you so much. And Dr. Pensiati, um, what would you say about uh, treatment for both yeah, I, I come from more of an exposure place, so I can speak to, um, you know, integrating ERP with uh, prolonged exposure, which is the exposure-based treatment for PTSD. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, Bronwyn shared, you know, in, in her experience, it was really helpful to, to treat the PTSD first and move on to the OCD. A lot of folks have that experience. Some folks have the opposite experience that they felt they needed to, you know, get into a better place with their OCD before they could work on their PTSD. Um, and what I'm trying to do is, you know, disseminate information and training to providers to feel more empowered to do simultaneous treatments. Um, so, you know, how can we, you know, do ERP and PE at the same time? Um, particularly for folks who do have this dynamic comorbidity where there's so much overlap. 
And so if we think about integrating ERP and PE, they're both exposure-based, but there are slight distinctions in them. Um, and so it's really important to, uh, you know, start with a really strong differential diagnosis and, and figure out what's the OCD, what's the PTSD, where do these things overlap, um, and construct hierarchies, uh, you know, related to that. So, you know, uh, to the extent that it's relevant for someone, having exposures that trigger both OCD and trauma um, and completing those in a very thoughtful way. So, you know, prior to completing the exposure, you know, planning ahead, what um, what exactly about this exposure is going to trigger my OCD? What exactly is going to trigger my trauma? Is it intrusive memories of the trauma? Is it going to be the emotions associated with it? The core fears that have latched onto it? Um, you know, my urges to engage in certain behaviors that might serve a trauma-related function, like trying to prevent myself from experiencing trauma again, and making a plan for how to deal with that during the exposure itself. Um, you know, one difference in PE and ERP is that with, with PE for PTSD, there's more allowance of a gradual reduction of safety behaviors, whereas in ERP, the expectation is as long as you're able to do it cold turkey without using any compulsions, that's, you know, that's what we're going to recommend folks do. Um, so knowing, you know, the function of the safety behavior can also clue us into how directly do we need to target this behavior and try to resist it versus having a more gradual approach to it. Um, and a lot of folks will mention that, you know, trauma-related emotions will come up for them when they're doing these um, OCD ERP exposures. And so it might be helpful for folks to, to, you know, we use the term subjective units of distress, SUDs, you might track from 0 to 10 or 0 to 100 for your anxiety. It might be helpful for folks to track SUDs related to their OCD and SUDs related to their trauma or PTSD. Um, for example, if somebody, you know, experienced a trauma that um, brought up feelings of disgust for them, that would be a really important thing to track in addition to just anxiety, because we know that disgust, you know, impedes our ability to habituate. It really doesn't habituate as quickly or in the same way that anxiety does. And so it's really important to, to track this thing as well so we can get a sense of you know, what's going on during these exposures. And especially if you're doing exposures to the trauma memory, um, you know, where are these hotspots, um, these parts of the memory that are particularly, um, you know, painful or, or difficult to talk about? Um, and do they trigger any sort of OCD um, sensation or fear or, uh, you know, urge to engage in a compulsion? Um, so these are all the, the things that we can both sort of plan ahead for and then process afterwards in terms of what did this bring up for you? Were there any, you know, trauma related beliefs um, that came up when you were doing this ERP exposure? And how can we use other techniques to sort of like validate and, and process that and just have a lot of compassion for those parts? Wonderful. I mean, it's great to hear also just the different approaches, right, with using ICBT and EMDR and then prolonged exposure and exposure response prevention. And um, maybe some folks don't quite know what PE is. I know you've referenced it a couple of times. Would you mind just giving a little snippet what that is? Absolutely. Um, so PE is an exposure-based treatment for PTSD. There's a lot of evidence out there for its effectiveness. 
essentially it involves two types of exposures. Um, what we call in vivo exposures, which are pretty similar to ERP exposures, if if folks uh, are familiar with that. It's basically, you know, doing things um, in the world that, you know, might trigger um, a trauma memory or feeling. So looking at pictures, um, talking about something, watching a TV show, things that, that might be, uh, you know, associated with the trauma memory. Um, and then it also involves imaginal exposure. And what you'll do when you do PE is you'll work with your clinician to identify um, what is the, we call like index event. So the traumatic event that feels like it's impacting you the most right now. Because um, most people have the experience that Bronwyn shared in terms of having experienced multiple multiple traumatic events um, and even being impacted by multiple of those events. Um, but there's typically one that we can we can point out and say, this one is really the one that really feels the most connected to my PTSD symptoms right now or the most impairment or, or whatever it might be. And so we take that event and we do imaginal exposures to that event um, where the person, um, you know, tells the narrative of the index event. Um, and we do things like having them, you know, talk in present tense, um, talk about the five senses, you know, what they're thinking and feeling at the time, really kind of getting into the memory. Um, so you're fully experiencing it and not avoiding it. Um, and essentially folks just do this imaginal exposure over and over and over again until it doesn't really grip them in the same way. I mean, it might sound absurd to people who are currently struggling with this, but I can't even tell you how many times people have said to me, I feel kind of bored now telling this story. I've told it so many times I feel bored by it. Um, and that is possible. Um, it's also possible that it's it's always going to have some sort of impact on people, but not that like gut punch that those trauma memories can have when folks are still in the throes of it. Thank you so much. That's very helpful. Ladies, this has been wonderful. Um, there are so many kind of nuggets and pieces of information here. I'm sure people listening right now kind of of course, going to check in with them their own selves, but also I'm sure have other follow-up questions. Um, but for for today, for now, um, I'd love to just pause here and just say thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom and your insight and your personal experience. Um, so if anybody wants to find you, how can they find you, Bronwyn? Um, they can find me at um, Bronwyn, which is B-R-O-N-W-Y-N at bronwynshroyer.com. Um, is the best way to reach me. Great. And Dr. Pinciati, how can people find you? Um, they can find me at cmpinciati, P-I-N-C-I-O-T-T-I dot com. Um, I have a contact form in there that people can contact me through. And I just a few weeks ago uploaded a bunch of handouts and worksheets on OCD and PTSD uh, that folks are, are free to use uh, however they see fit, whether they're a clinician or a person with lived experience. So I do have that also available on my website. Beautiful. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to OCD Whisperer podcast. If you have any questions you want me to answer in future podcasts or any other comments, you can go to coreresults.com backslash contact backslash that's core results k-o-r-r-e-s-u-l-t-s dot com backslash contact